Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Exploring Faith, the podcast series from the Salvation Army in Morley. If you want to hear more from us, all of our services are streamed live at 10.15 every Sunday on both Facebook and YouTube. Just search Morley Salvation Army. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Rejoice always? That's not as easy to do as it sounds, is it? Do not be anxious about anything. Wow, that's a a big ask, especially in these times we are, are finding ourselves in at the moment when we all feel very anxious. So what did Paul actually mean when he wrote these words to the Philippians? Let's spend some moments together this morning looking at and reflecting on these verses. Well, firstly, we've got to remember is that it's a a difficult time for the Philippians. Paul was writing from prison. You might think it's a, a little strange that a man in prison would be telling them to rejoice. Perhaps he thought he might not see them again. But here he is, full of encouragement for this young church, as it's about to step out on its own. Stepping out happens to all of us, several times in our lives, in fact. How many of you can remember leaving home for the first time? Leaving all that is familiar to explore the big wide world for yourself. For those of us that can drive, can you remember the first time you drove the car on your own after passing your test? Those of us that are parents, how did it feel taking your baby or babies home in our case for the first time? How did you feel having that tiny human being in your home, that tiny baby that you were now responsible for, for the first time? I'm sure you can think of many other examples of the first time you had to do something on your own. Sometimes we do have to take those first steps of faith. Even when we are unsure if what we are doing is right. But knowing God is with us. He gives us the strength we need. While here, Paul knows they will cope without him. And we read in these verses where Paul is encouraging them to make a conscious decision not to worry too much and not to be anxious. But again, That's easier said and done, isn't it? Let's be truthful. How many of us are guilty of worrying too much? Are you the sort of person who worries when you've got nothing to worry about? What are some of the things you worry about? I'm sure the people of Philippi were very worried and anxious about all things. We know how that feels at the moment, don't we? We don't know from one day to the next what is going to happen. It makes us feel very anxious. 
for those of us who like to plan must be feeling very anxious at this time because the plans we have made for the week ahead can change so quickly because the rules seem to be changing so quickly. Who knows what tomorrow will bring? Very anxious times. While here, Paul encourages them to make a conscious decision to rejoice. Rejoice. But rejoice about what? And to rejoice always? Rejoice in the Lord always. Don't be anxious about anything. Really? Really? You are having a laugh. How can we rejoice and not be anxious at the moment? I mean, we've all got problems. And for some of us, we are dealing with some big problems at the moment. And it seems to you, it may seem to you, that Paul is saying in these verses that we're supposed to set our problems aside and somehow conjure up some joy. Someone's thoughts on these words I read said they felt that no naive slogan like rejoice in the Lord always, which sounds like a phrase that should be on a motivational poster featuring in a kitten playing with a ball of wool, is going to make those problems go away or make them any easier to deal with. But Paul... Paul also reminds us in these verses that the Lord is near. The Lord is near. Perhaps he doesn't always feel near when we're having to face these problems day in and day out. Rejoice always and don't be anxious for the Lord is near. It can be. It can be difficult for us to muster up any joy when we find ourselves in difficult situations. When we turn the TV on and see all that is happening in the world, it may be difficult for us to see the Lord's nearness in it all. So we might feel it's easy for Paul to say rejoice always when actually it's the last thing that we want to be doing. But let me remind you of this this morning. Because I know that I have been reminded of this many times throughout my life. There was never a promise that things would get easier following Jesus. But we have a great reason to rejoice. There was never a promise that things would get easier following Jesus. But we have a great reason to rejoice. In Jesus, we have every reason to rejoice in the Lord. The difficulty is rejoicing always in the Lord. What about you? What about you? Would you like to be outrageously happy? A bumper sticker on a construction vehicle read, 
the road to happiness is almost always under construction. The road to happiness is almost always under construction. Maybe you can relate to that. Or maybe you relate better to Charlie Brown who said, I think I'm afraid of being happy because whenever I get to happy get to do something happy something bad always happens I think I'm afraid of being happy because whenever I get too happy something bad always happens well the good news this morning the good news this morning is God actually wants us to be happy although we must not get confused that joyful means to be happy all the time. I read that joy is not happiness because happiness is based upon what happens. Happiness is thing-centered, people-centered or event-centered. And that's why happiness is fickle. If you lose your stuff, you lose your happiness. But joy Real joy is not thing-centered, people-centered, or event-centered. It's God-centered. This is why we can be joyful no matter what we are going through. Because no matter what changes or alters, God remains the same. God remains the same. Throughout the the pages of our Bibles, we are commanded to rejoice and be joyful. The bad news is, we don't always know how to do that. But here in our scripture reading this morning, Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Paul's attitude and advice teaches us some important lessons about true happiness and joy. Immediately following his command to rejoice always, Paul writes, don't be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Don't be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Paul's first secret to true joy is making sure he stays connected to God through prayer. Our anxieties can pull us in all sorts of different directions. Our hopes pull us in one direction, our fears pull us in another, and we find ourselves in a world of confusion, which can affect how joyful we are. But thankfully, Paul tells us, instead of worrying or being anxious about anything, pray about everything. Paul tells us here that there are two parts to this prayer. First, tell God what you need and then thank him for all he's done. These two things, talking to God about our problems and thanking him for all he's done, are essential to experiencing real 
joy. So, do you want to worry less? Do you want to be less anxious? Then pray more. Pray more. Whenever you start to worry, stop and pray. As you sit in your homes this morning, listening to God's word, the last thing you may be feeling is joyful. You may even think to yourself, there's nothing to rejoice about at all at the moment. But I'm sure, I'm sure everyone wants some joy in their life. On the surface, Paul's words, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Maybe some of the, the simplest words to read and understand from scripture. But when you actually scratch beneath the surface, there's a, it raises a whole lot of different questions. Is it really possible to rejoice always? Am I supposed to, to go around with a permanent smile on my face all the time? Is it wrong to feel sad and depressed? For some of you, just reading this verse can make you feel sad. and wonder whether you will be able to ever to do it. Rejoice. Rejoice. But as Christians, we have so much to rejoice about in the Lord. Philippians 4.4 4 is a commandment repeated twice so that we will not shrug it off. It's a commandment that we must deliberately choose to obey, especially especially when we're in difficult situations. The choice to rejoice often must go deliberately against how we feel. When we go through trials, when we are treated unfairly, when we are disappointed by people, it is in those times we have to decide. Will we obey this command to rejoice in the Lord? Or will we allow ourselves to be swept along by our own feelings? Perhaps, perhaps you are thinking to yourselves, why couldn't Paul be a bit more realistic and write, rejoice most of the time? Rejoice most of the time, because that would make it easier. If you have written those words, then most of us would think to ourselves, I usually do rejoice. Then we wouldn't actually confront our, our grumbling and complaining when things don't actually go our way. We wouldn't confront our, our disappointments when people let us down. Or to be honest, when we feel that God has let us down. Though our hearts may be feeling heavy at this time because of the different things that are going on in our lives. We know, don't we? We know deep down beneath all of that, we have the confidence that our God, our sovereign God, 
has got us in his hand. And surely, surely knowing that we are safe in his hands, we would want to rejoice, to rejoice in the Lord always. So this morning, this morning I would like to finish by asking you a question. Do you need more joy in your life? Do you? Do you? Do you need more joy in your life? If the answer to that question is yes this morning, then as we spend some moments in reflection, take this time just to thank God for all he's done in your life. And ask him, ask him to fill you with the joy of Jesus once again. Or it may be, it may be that you need to ask him to fill you with the joy of Jesus for the very first time. Whatever it is, whatever it is you need from your Lord this morning, ask him because he will be listening. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. When I've lost my direction, you're the compass for my way. You're the fire and light when nights are long and cold. In sadness, you are the laughter that shatters all my fears. When I'm all alone, your hand is there to hold. You are why I find pleasure in the simple things in life. You're the music in the meadows and the streams. The voices of the children, my family and my home. You're the source and finish of my highest dreams. Jesus, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Ask him this morning to fill you with the joy of Jesus once again.